find the stuff that works for you and do it a lot and do more of it and continue doing it until it stops working and then find something else. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, the Gordai Podcast. I am your host and your favorite bodybuilding coach, Justin Mahaley, and I am joined by one of the most special guests that I have had the privilege of having on my podcast yet. Andrew Barry comes on, and he's someone I've looked up to from day one. And wow, we amazing conversation with so much inside inside. I think you guys are really going to love this one. Have your notepads ready, especially when we start talking about peaking. There's absolute gold in there. I'll see you inside. You guys, you guys, you guys, three years in the making. This is someone I've wanted to have on the podcast since day one. Andrew Barry, finally, we finally got it nailed down to where our schedules would work and we can come on and chat on the Grower Dive podcast. Andrew, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. How are we doing today, dude? How's Florida treating you so far? Florida's actually cold today. It's actually 68 degrees. What in the hell is happening there? I know. You can't move more south. I know. I know. <laughs> no, things are great. It's sunny out. We've had one day of rain in the six weeks we've been here. Wow. Um, you know, I've met a lot of other bodybuilders. I yeah. get to train with one of my real close friends, Scott Dennis, who's also an IFBB pro. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just got a new puppy yesterday. So yeah, life cannot yeah. be better. Yeah. We, you say you're a dachshund guy. I'm a, do- I'm a huge dachshund guy. Yeah. What's, what's, what's the pup's name? His name is Percy, short for Percival. <laughs> I like that. Very nice. What was the origin of the name? What was like the motivation behind it? So, uh, my wife, Rachel, she yep. has wanted to call a dog Percy for a long time. Okay. So we agreed like 10 years ago, yeah. cause we've, we've had dachshunds our whole life. Yeah. Uh, we've agreed, we agreed like 10 years ago that the next dachshund, if we got one, he, she could call him Percy, Very but we did find out that that origin of that name came, she used to call one of her, uh, eight siblings, okay. eight siblings, Percy. Eight so, siblings is a lot of freaking kids, man. It's a lot of kids, man. Her wow. mom was pregnant what, for like what, 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 are those, what are those holiday get-togethers like? Do y'all get together on the holiday? Oh, yeah. It's like, um, I'm trying to think. It's kind of like a party because yeah. like some people show up and then they have to go to the other spouse's house and then other couples show up. So it's kind of this moving, revolving door, yeah. of, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like that at my house too. Yeah. Like I got, oh, I got, really? I got, yeah, I've got five siblings too. So it's, it's not as chaotic, but it's similar. Y'all's wedding was huge. So here's, okay, here's the kicker. Yeah. I, I call her my wife. We haven't been married. Oh, so no shit. <laughs> we've been engaged for 15 years. Hey, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's one of these things. And it's so funny because my training partner commiserates with me in the same way because I'm I'm someone, like, I'll say it, I'm cheap. Okay. Yep. And so is she. Like, I would rather take that $40,000 yep. and invest it in something that's going to provide for our future, like buying another, putting a down payment on another house or investing in the market. Or so we're, we're, we're we both see eye to eye on that. And we, you know, we, we were talking about it maybe 15, maybe thir- up to about 12 years ago. Yeah. The discussion just has stopped. We just call, we call, she calls me her husband. I call her my wife. It's just, we'll, I, we'll do something eventually if there's a tax benefit, but yeah. like, as it is right now, it's like, nah. after you've been together so long, it's just kind of by proxy. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, like, it's just assumed like that's, you know, this is what it is and nothing's going to change that. So, you know, we're, we're riding with it. But speaking of Rachel, she's starting to get real good. You guys are making a lot of progress. What's, uh, you had, she made, y'all had a top five placing last year, didn't you? She had, she had three, uh, she had three first call outs, two top fives last year. That's so, really yeah. impressive. And in the and bikini the, division, that is so difficult to, to build into. What do you think? 
because the previous year or the previous competition year was not as successful for her. And then you guys went back to the drawing board. Um, what yeah. are some things you switched up and changed? Well, I will say this because we did, we did at the uh, Chicago pro, which was in um, Atlanta that year yep. in 2020 when she beat it. Uh, she did nab a, what she get a fourth place there? I think. Okay. So she did. That was the first time we hit a, a first call out. Okay. And that was kind of like a do or die not necessarily show for us, but we were kind of thinking like, okay, is this the end of the road for us yep. or are we doing the right things? And we, and that was the right thing that we were, that we continued because the feedback was always this. And it's the same feedback. Probably you get, and probably I get being yeah. taller people come in fuller. Yeah. Well, you got to read between the lines. There's so much fullness you can do. Yeah. You got to come in with more muscle. Yep. And she built the muscle. And yep. I mean, when we turned pro, she was 127 and now she competes at like 138, 139. She's five. She's five, seven and a half. Five, seven and a half. Let's talk about that. Um, it's, it's these people get judges feedback and stuff. And I know you've had this too. An athlete will get a judges feedback. And it'll say, come in fuller. And the athlete's like, you know, we should have carved more. We should have done this. Yeah. You nailed it perfectly. Fuller simply means more muscle. I, I, I'm i not going to say, that, like, we're perfect by any means. Yeah. I will say that, like, we're pretty freaking good. And, like, when, when, when we put you on stage, you're going to be pretty freaking accurate. That it's like... It's not, it's usually not really a matter of like, oh man, you know, we really botched a peak, you know, we really missed it here. It's a matter of fuller, like you need an off season. Yeah. It, it, that you nailed it a hundred percent. And, and she needed an off season. That, that yeah. was literally the feedback from when we turned pro in 2017, 2018, she competed in three shows and it was always fuller, fuller, yeah. fuller conditioning was always spot on fuller, fuller, fuller. We competed again, 2019. Uh, we need you a little more full. Yeah, coming a little fuller. You yep. know, it, it, maybe the emphasis got to be a little less, but yep. it was like we need you. We just need you to fill out a little more. Okay, there's and, a lesson. In my mind, there's a lesson ahead. to be had here, real fast. She turned pro 2017. Mm-hmm. Her first first call out was 2021. 2020. 2020. You you've been competing for a long Since time. 2001. You finally turned pro in 21. 2021. Yeah. 20 years. It took you that long. Rachel was a pro for three years before she finally got a first call out. It took you 20 years of competing before you finally got that, that professional status. And then I know, you know, someone that I'm, I've been friends with for a very long time. Honestly, like one of my first friends in the, that is an actual bodybuilder in this community is one of your long-term guys, Nate Spear. I mean, I watched this guy go, at it, how freaking long did it take this guy to finally get the pro card? Well, well, here's the thing, and, and actually, him and Rachel had a very similar parallel in their amateur careers, yeah, where, in terms of to where they got to be good. Okay, yeah. like Rachel turned pro in 11 months from her yeah. first show to her to a turning pro just because she trained for five years with me. We wanted to have that certain look, but bikini has changed so much over yeah. the years in terms of the muscularity that that's yeah. what it took to get her to that place to get the first call outs. Now, with Nate. Our first shows, we—I mean, we, we thought we were going right to the top in the first year. Like, really? We, yeah. Oh, dude, we 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 won three straight shows yeah. within five weeks, all over New England, just boom, 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 like unanimous. You Easy. won the Cutler. Won the well. That's first we big. did. We well, yeah. We, 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 I'm I'm big on doing things in steps. So yeah. we went to a smaller show first. We did the Connecticut Montanari Brothers Connecticut. Yep. Smoked that. He went and did our Vermont show. Easy one for me because it's in my backyard. Yep on that easily we go to the cutler knowing that there's going to be five maybe six other really good bodybuilders there i'm not going to say smoked it but it was a unanimous pretty easy pick for the overall he won that 
And then he goes to junior USA's a month and a half later, and he wins his class there and loses a very close overall to um, uh, uh, Henry, uh, Henry Jackson. Henry Jackson. Yeah. Who's a big Nasty. boy, right? Nasty. Big boy. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but then we go to nationals and Nate gets third call outs. And it was like, wait, what whoa. year was this, Andrew? 2016. 2016. Yeah. I was definitely following that. Yeah. So like I, that was a year, like Marcus Wade was really good. Yep. Um, like grainy peeled. He was with Jansen that year. Yep. Um, that year, Sean Vasquez won the overall, uh, he's the pride food. And he hasn't, has, he hasn't competed since then. Has he? I think that was his last show. Yeah. 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 And then there was the, um, there was the guy, uh, back in 20, 20 or 2021 he was like a firefighter police officer he only trained for it for like 11 months because he like had an injury or something came back won the overall um you're thinking of uh matt schmidt matt schmidt yeah and he hasn't he, competed has he no because he had um abdominal surgery i yeah. can't remember if he had like some intestines resected or what okay. but he had something where like you're right 10 months out of the show he was in a hospital bed like yeah. like 195 pounds emaciated and he shows up and wins the overall at 224 and a half or whatever yeah. his cap is yeah like peeled to the bone dried peeled. to the bone nailed it just absolutely nailed it i mean he was uh, yeah. huge before he went in for surgery there or, or before true. the issue happened i mean that yeah that's kind of that's Muscle memory is a real thing and it's going to bounce back like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But the Absolutely. stress that that would put on the body for such a short yeah. time frame and that big of a transformation. Well, you got to think as someone in that position, you're like, okay, I'm just trying to get back to see if I'm still good anymore. Like, can I make yeah. a first call out? And then maybe the next year I'm going to make a run to try to win my class and possibly an overall. Yeah. But it looks, you know, the stars aligned for him and he, he, he was peaked perfectly. I don't know who I his agree. coach was, but he was bone dry. Yeah. I don't know who his round. coach was either. It might've been himself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He might be one of those cases. That's like, he just fucking sent it himself and it, it, it was able to work out well for him. Nate yeah. turned pro. Um, and you know, the, 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 the one part about it, and we were also happy to see it happen. And I think we all kind of knew the outcome going into that week because he had one of the freakiest guys that we've seen come through the NPC in quite some time in Carlos Thomas and his class, but man, Nate pushed him. Yeah. Like, uh, in terms of conditioning, Nate yeah. put him on conditioning. And yeah. my one critique of Carlos is he's got to learn how to get in shape early and yeah. pull back out so that he brings that peeled, dry, grainy look with that full, wacky, you know, bubbly physique that he has, um, which we'll see at New York in a rematch in um, eight and a half weeks. Is now, Carlos so doing that? Carlos Thomas Jr., Nate Spear. Oh, uh, yeah, this is we've got uh, uh, Stuart Sutherland. Yeah, we've got a lot of young new talent. Yeah, new yeah. pros, I should say, because Nate's thirty six or so. Yeah, but, but but new talented pros that are hitting the New York's uh, pro stage. So I'm really excited for that. And I got Brandon Cooper there, my classic guy. Oh yeah, that's he right. looks yeah, that's... insane. Hey, when 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 we get off air, I'll sh I'll shoot you over a video Love from it. this morning. He looks nuts, dude. Love I feel really it. confident about it. He. He just had a sec baby number two uh, yesterday. They just had baby number two, um, and he's just killing his prep. I'll have a list. So did you get him ahead? There. Did we you are, get him ahead? We are way so ahead. that knowing that yes. okay, new baby, you're going to have a lot more responsibilities. Yep. You might have to put the family first and miss a cardio session yep. right when I want you to do it. Yeah. So yeah, we started dieting about 26 weeks out. He was at 240 when we started dieting. Um, and this morning he was 223, which was his lowest weight of this prep. His cap's 215. Um, but I mean, he every time we refeed, which we're refeeding now, uh, he recomps so hard. Like he, I'm not sure we'll go much under two, 220 until we really have to. Um, so, you know, you'll you say see his cap was 215. 
So okay, yeah, yeah, you're right there. Yeah, so that's pretty easy. That's pretty easy. But yeah, so I'll be up there for that Newark Pro. I'm really, really excited to see that. I'll I'll be excited to see you there as well. It'll be the first time we see each other this season. Um, But I, I think the young talent in bodybuilding right now. It's funny, Andrew. I remember when Phil Heath was in his reign, and everyone was kind of like, "Where are things going to go after this?" You know, he, Sean, Kai. They were so dominant for so long that it's almost like you almost felt like the other competitors knew that like, all right, that's the hierarchy. Rami was obviously coming and at some point he was finally going to nail it. The hierarchy was like set and no one really like got in to challenge it. Dude, this thing is so up in the air right now. I'm talking at the amateur level and the professional level, like Hadi Chupan's not some favorite to win the, the Olympia this yeah. you know this yeah, that's, year. That's true. Derek's not some favorite to get second, Nick third. I mean, especially what you think about Samson at the Arnold. Holy shit. Yeah. Um I I still think I want to see Samson a little bit tighter. Absolutely. With that Absolutely. fullness, yeah. with that structure that he has, if he brings that, he could be holding on to a top spot for a good four, five, six years. You that's know? that's the leanest uh-huh. he's been though. I, well, but I still want to see more. I agree. You know, I'll, I'll, I, agree. I want to see. I want to see Hadi uh, type of conditioning. I oh, want to see. And, man. And, and we both know that not everyone has that ability. Like, no, and yeah, it's no, it's no discredit to <clears> their <throat> coach or to them and their abilities or their their efforts that they're putting forward. Some people, their skin is just a little bit thicker. That maybe they have a little bit more collagen in there, so it creates that appearance of they're not as the, in, in the kind of condition as these other guys is. So, but have you noticed, Andrew? I'm 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 seeing this more in in the night. Nigerian background folks, they're the freakiest, wackiest dudes in bodybuilding by far, but they're not getting that conditioning. It's like, obviously, you know, using hottie for what I'm saying is kind of a cop out because that's unbelievable, (laughs) but there's a lot of other Middle East guys, you know, who are really getting that insane next level conditioning. Obviously Lunsford has it. Obviously Bumstead has it in the classic division. Obviously Walker nails the conditioning. What what do you I got theories? What do you think it is? What do you think is going things. on? There's yeah. two things. Well, the first thing is, I mean, there's studies that show that people of African descent have higher growth hormone levels naturally throughout their whole lives, and I do think that some of that uh, contributes to laying down just a slight little extra layer of collagen, yeah. which impedes that thin skin look that we try to get at the end of the day. So that's why I say it's like through no through no faults of their efforts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, it's also like, you know, like I can get bone dry peeled, but I don't have that fluffy but you brown. Can't be big, yeah. I can't be, yeah. I yeah. can't walk around with like these shoulders that just look like they're like Phil Heath full, full 24 yeah. seven, you know? Yeah. So I think it just comes down to our genetic strengths and differences. But then I do think also the high amounts of growth hormone that we as bodybuilders use in the off season, not just during prep, but in the off season, in conjunction with the high calories, the high PEDs and all the other stuff we do. Um, I think that is is kind of contributing to a lack of appearance of conditioning overall in the open in, in, in the big boys. Do you think that people might be waiting a little bit too long to actually start the fat loss fear, uh, period? Because I think from what I'm seeing on my end in terms of what's been sent to me, like – I, I, I'm not coaching any top level open guys right now, but I'm, I'm friends. I'm very fortunate to be friends with a lot. And what I'm seeing is we're taking the tail end of this big growth phase, yeah. pushing things real, real, real hard. And we're taking that now into a prep without much mm-hmm. downshifting. Man. Do you think really two things? One, 
my personal opinion is, you know, if we started that fat loss phase a little bit sooner, like what I just mentioned we did with, with Brandon Cooper, conditioning has mm-hmm. never been an issue there, but we knew that Michael DeBull was going to be at New York Pro, right? Yeah. So if we want to win the New York Pro, we obviously have to match the conditioning. And since you've never mm-hmm. been there, we need to start further out. Or the second one is maybe, man, we're like, we're just going into a prep in the first phase of prep. A lot of the drop you're seeing might be a drop of inflammation from the push, from mm-hmm. insulin being pulled, from... Drug, drug changes from maybe resting your body a bit or finally getting cardio going. Yeah. Rather than acute fat loss. Yeah. I, I think what you're saying is the abrupt change from yeah. bulk, bulk, you know, muscularity at all costs to, okay, now peeled at all costs. Yeah. Without that transitory holding phase where also you're lowering adrenal stress to prepare for a hard prep. Yeah. I, I, I can 100% jump in line with that. And it's probably, you're probably similar. I like a lot of my guys to do like either a cruise or a holding phase Fuck for it. like a good eight weeks before we even start the prep. It, it's never, okay, blast, blast, blast. You're yeah. at peak weight. It's always like we call it like a pre prep phase okay. where, okay, we're going to get rid of some of that water so that the first five weeks of dieting, we're not just getting rid of water. Like yeah. I want to get that extra water that you're holding from the off season before we actually start pushing you for conditioning. Yeah. And and I think we're saying the exact same thing here. And also, you know, like a lot of times I'll have people drop back to three or four days of training for like two or three weeks before we start the prep because yep. I want their body fresh, right? Yep. Like yep. I don't want to be doing, you know, five days of hard balls to the wall training and then jump into five to six days yep. of balls to the wall training and have their body stall out six weeks into it. So yeah, yeah it's, I, it's it's that threshold point, right? It's it's mm-hmm. it's that threshold point that you know, hey, if if you go um, you know, from pushing really, really hard, I call it a mar- what what you're talking about, I call it like a marinating phase. Like I want you to marinate okay, here. Yeah. Um so you're, you're you're pushing, you're pushing, you're pushing. And now it's like, oh, you know, we added some cardio and stuff. But it's like you alluded to, was there ever the time to drop off that threshold? Because, you know, as you train and as you get further into training, it's something that I talk about on Instagram all the time because I, 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 something about new age bodybuilders wanting to, I don't want to say wanting to find the easy route. You don't get into bodybuilding because yeah. you think it's going to be easy, but you don't, you just don't understand that as you get deeper into this, you have to like, there's more pain that you need to be able to elicit on yourself because that threshold is constantly getting elevated, especially when you get into that hyper muscular realm where you've mm-hmm. really left, you know, normal human physiology. Mm-hmm. So we have this threshold so high. And then I think, you know, it's like you'll see people go through a prep. This isn't necessarily just the big pros we're talking about. This kind of across the board, they go through the prep and there's like this six week out point where it's like eight week out point where there's just this massive reduction in training because before the prep, they were going so hard, so hard. Mm -hmm. And then they start this fat loss phase and now like their body's just tired. So I I, I, I would love to share kind of what I do. You said eight weeks and I love that timeframe. I'm usually looking at like five weeks. So we'll like, whatever. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll reach a, high a weight, right? Let's say it's a dude and we're reaching 250 or something. Mm-hmm. If he's a heavyweight bodybuilder, we're, we're reaching 250. And then every week for five weeks, like leading up to perhaps six weeks, whatever it is, I want to see if I can hold 250 while pulling drugs down a little bit. And I'm talking a little bit, I'm talking 50 milligrams a week, Yeah, pulling carbs down like 50 grams a week. Like, mm-hmm increasing cardio, like 50 calories, you know, like these little incremental changes or or steps, right? Like like, instead of doing 6,000 steps, I want 7,000 steps, something as simple as that. And Mm -hmm. can we hold it at 250? Because if we just hit 250 and then you switch gears and you're 235, all of a sudden you were never actually 250. That's 
One hundred percent. I agree with that. One hundred percent. I think we're. I think that marination phase kind of be missed because we still just view this as like bulk or cut. <laughs> it's like, yeah, a lot of people do. A it, lot. Of it's it's do. not really about bulk or cut, right? Yeah. It's. I, I. I think it's the focus that I want to get into athletes, and you've been doing this a really, really long time, and you were so fortunate to learn from John Meadows, who I would love to chat about. Absolutely. The focus I want to get into athletes is like, dude, focus on the training. Yeah. All right, what's going on with your training session? Like, don't focus on if you're balking or cutting or when the diet's going to change, like when there's more drugs or when there's whatever. Can you just train really fucking hard and can you just go to bed on time? Well, let me touch on that. Actually, yeah. Because like, because a lot of people, and you might see this a lot when like, especially your guys, because girls I feel like are good either way. Like, yeah. they're a little tougher than guys. They are. Opinion. But the guys are like, okay, yeah, we're stopping my cycle. We're cruising. Like, you know, I expect, you know, I'll lose 10%. I'm like, whoa, 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 let me stop right there. Strength's a mindset. Okay. Like I expect you to go in there still hitting the same weights you did last week, if not more. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's where those two and a half pound plates are your best friend. That's mm -hmm. a Dante Trudell thing. Those one and quarter and two and a half pound plates are going to be your best friend. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm like, listen, you might lose a rep or two at your top end sets, or you might lose like two or three reps in your Widowmaker, you know, high rep intensity, kill yourself, all out sets. Mm -hmm. But your mindset and your intensity is still there. You still eliciting muscle growth. And I try to like use this analogy with with PEDs. Like we, we have a factory, right? And your factory makes widgets or whatever the hell you want, you know? And the, the factory, the, the gadgets and everything are just moving, moving, moving. Okay. But now you pulled some of the hours back that the factory is able to operate. So your muscle protein synthesis is slowing down just a little bit. You can still synthesize protein. Mm -hmm. It's just the, the the time that it's in operation is a little bit less. So the only variable I really like to look at there is, is, is the training volume or frequency, not the intensity, mm -hmm. not the intense, never the intensity. It's the, the volume or the frequency. So like when we pull someone back into that, like you call the marinating phase, if they were training five balls out days a week, I'll say, okay, let's go four. And I want you to match that same intensity you were doing. Okay. No understanding that the protein synthesis ability is going to be a little bit lighter than it was before, but the effort can still be the same and they can still make muscle. I, I think it's a cop out to say, oh, I'm going to get weaker or I'm not going to make any progress. And yeah. it's like, dude, I've been on freaking most of my life is, is TRT training, yeah. you know, like it's, it's TRT plus, you know, yeah. like 200, 200 tests, hundred megs of primo. Yeah. Why would I be going to the gym then? If yeah. I don't think I'm going to be able to make muscle, you know, well, it's like the, the other reality of that is like, even if you're just on TRT, you're talking 200 tests, hundred primo, that's 300 milligrams of androgen exposure a week. <laughs> exactly. That's still a shitload more <laughs> than the average guy my age walking yeah. around. You're still, you're still hitting 1200s on lab tests and you're like, that's a lot, exactly. dude. Exactly. Um, Explain what a window maker set is, because to be truthful with you, I actually, I, I, I've heard you use that terminology. Like I told you before we started yeah. every podcast and, and to the listeners, this podcast, I recommend the same for you. Every podcast that Andrew Barry's name is on, I have listened to. And like, I've heard you talk about, it, you know, I've heard Scott talk about it on, on your guys' podcast. What is a window maker set? Widow, widow maker. So, like, think about that term. It, it's going to kill you. That right? makes sense. A widow maker okay. set. That, okay. Yeah. There, okay. There's no term for the women. So, unfortunately, but, but so <laughs> I'm, I'm taking this directly from Dante Trudell. And if yep. you, anyone doesn't know Dante Trudell, he goes by dog crap. He had DC training. Um, he was a big, big fixture on the boards, uh, mm -hmm. intense muscle, max muscle, all these boards for a number of years. His wealth of knowledge is unparalleled. Unreal. Because he, he took training and said, okay, what are the sets that actually get people to grow? And what else, what are the rest of it is just fluff, mm -hmm. just, just wasted calories, wasted energy that you're burning in the gym. Okay. And he spent a lot, and he wrote a great piece. If anyone can find it on the internet, 
It's out there. It's under Cycles for Pennies. And I encourage everybody to read it if you're someone that's serious about training. Okay. I've read that. Okay. It's, that was it, on it, professional it, muscle. It's been on it's been on every board okay. over the years. Okay. He first posted it, I believe, on um Chad Nichols forum. Okay. Um, um Max was it was it Maximum Muscle? I can't that remember. one was gone by the time I got involved, unfortunately. You, you missed out, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As a little aside, you know. Every day, now keep in mind, there was no social media yep. back when I was coming up, right? So I would go to the library because I didn't have a computer. Yep. I didn't have a phone. I didn't have any of that stuff. I'd go to the library and I'd log on to the computer lab, either in my high school or my, and then my college years. And I would go to these forums and I would lurk and I would sit there and not say shit. And I would just absorb everything from these guys. Dante, there'd be top pros on there. Like Flex Wheeler would stop by. All these guys would that stop That is by. so cool. John Dude, was, was on there. John was on there as well. Yeah. I didn't find out about John until later on, but Matt yes, Porter was on there. Matt Porter has some gems for pre contest prep yeah. and for, for peaking and for other stuff. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, what was he? Oh, Widowmaker. Widowmaker. So, the Widowmaker set. So typically you would do, and this would only apply to like your, your prime, you know, like your leg exercise, like squats, leg presses, hack squats. Um, uh, even you could use them on chest exercises. Yeah. You could use them on rows. Okay. But your, 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 your bread and butter exercises. And after you do your heavy set, your, your top set, either a rest pause set or a, um, you know, eight to 10 all out max set, you would, you would drop the weight depending on your strength level and depending on um how you're neurologically kind of um uh, designed okay. but like some people they only need to drop the weight 20 percent. some people that need to drop the weight 50 percent day one you're going to do a set all out to failure somewhere in the 20 to 30 rep range and it goes like this okay let, let's say i'm trying to do 20 21 reps all out to failure i'm going to pick a weight that i know i'm going to fail at 15 okay, okay. i i know i'm going to do it i I know, I know that 15 is the most i can get okay you bang out that 15 and you're still, let's say I'm doing squats and I'm holding, you know, I'm holding on. I take three or four deep breaths and then I bang out three or four more. And then I take two or three more deep breaths and then I bang out one more. And then I take another two or three deep breaths and I bang out one more until literally I'm going to fall over on that next rep. That's what a widow maker is. Wow. So you're, okay. It, I think in the past they might tr uh, attribute in this particular exercise called breathing squats, okay. but this it's a very similar concept and it's how you force yourself to get that next rep in that without putting the bar down fascinating i do so wow okay you've i done I, these sets you've done these sets you just didn't know what to call it you i didn't have. know that they that they were referred to widowmaker sets in this in this application right so i i, I do something called death sets which i think are rather ra rather similar the first set you're gonna hit something that like 20s muscular failure I'm fucking tired. As, as an aside, I'm fucking tired of seeing people saying they're doing death sets and they're tagging me and shit and it's mechanical failure. I, I didn't ask for mechanical failure. That's mm -hmm. far. E that's easy training. I'm asking for muscular failure. Anyways, muscular failure around 20, right? You're going to get up and as soon as you feel like you're able to get double digits again, you go again right away. So, like so you might take like a 15 count or like a like seven. Dude, honestly, in between the first, if we're doing leg extension, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to hit my 20. And I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna knock you, and I'm be like, dude, I think I'm good. Like, let's. Oh, you need ten. You you have to get double digits, non-negotiable. Gotcha. You have to get double digits, and this like this counts. Like, if you if yep. it moved, it fucking counts, right? Gotcha. So, gotcha. and then after every set, you're just gauging your rest, but you're kind of living on the edge of like the first couple. You're gonna know you can get ten. And then after that, it's like, I want you to, to go when you think you might be able to get 10 and just fucking figure out how to get 10.
Gotcha. Like, yeah. and, and we're just taking that for as long as we possibly can. And then when you actually cannot get 10 again, like that's when you're done. Yeah. Does that make that, sense? That, no, it's a great, it, it, it's, it's a form of cluster sets, right? That's where, where I, that's where it originated from. T- taking it beyond, like you said, the mechanical failure to mm-hmm. the true muscular failure. I, I, yeah, I love that. You know, I think if, if you've been doing this as long as I have, you've been doing it like you have and, and, and you love training we all might have different terms for things or names like, Oh, I'm going to kill you set or death set, or, you know what I mean? Empty the tank, whatever, whatever terminology. But I think it just comes down to like, you need one or two of those sets per workout, especially on lower body, especially on legs to absolutely fry your body. And I'll I'll go as far as to say that the other stuff, you could almost leave that shit out for the day. Mm -hmm. You need to do it to warm up, to acclimate, you know, like I like doing hamstring curls before any type of squat or hack squat or anything. You need that stuff to get your body warmed up and your neurological system ready. But I would say all that stuff, you could throw that out and just do those one sets that yep. we're talking about, walk out of the gym and you'll have the same growth that you would otherwise. I, I, I agree completely. Phil Viz posted something, you know, he and I are really good friends. I think you and he are, are, are friends as well. Yeah. We talk uh, almost every day. He posted something. Um, it was over a year ago now, Andrew, and it, it changed my perspective of the way that I'm coaching training. He said, after, if, if the power went out of the gym, after the first set that you did, you should have had enough stimulus to be able to change from that. I like that. And people, you know, people don't do, I know, you know, clients will send training videos and stuff. And it's just like, dude, like this, like this was not, I don't think people understand Andrew, how hard it is to force a muscle to adapt in terms of hypertrophy. Well, I'll tell you this and I'll tell you why yeah. it's because, and, and you alluded to it earlier when we were talking about people trying to make things easier, mm-hmm. people trying to make things simpler. Now, now they're simple, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily easy, mm-hmm. right? It's simple. You literally have to go in there and bury yourself mm-hmm. in one or two or three hard sets in a workout. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to do that though, because it takes a little bit of craziness to do it. And I think and I, we have so much education out there, which is awesome, but we have this movement towards like reps and reserve, oh, like fucking God. and we have movement, you know, like. I, I use that shit when I want someone deloading. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not when I want them to, tra- I want them training balls out. Like, and I would rather take four or I would even take three hard ass sessions per week mm-hmm. than five. Oh, I, I did two reps in rever- reserve in every exercise. And I, and I'm in my adrenals felt good when I left. It's like, no, I want you to kind of feel buried when you walk out of the gym. Like you should yeah. have trained hard. If you go into the gym, your, your training sessions hard. Like you should be yawning a little bit. Your, your, your CNS yeah. should honestly be telling you like, dude, I can't do any, any, any more here the, the adaptation is based on the stimulus that we're applying and people find out i think people think adaptations like this muscular thing and adaptation is a neurological thing if you're not yeah. giving your brain a reason to send resources if you're not giving your immune system a reason to send satellite cells and force inflammation you know all these scientific things if you're not forcing your yeah. endocrine system to drive this gh and igf1 conversion in your liver because of how fucking hard you train you're not going to change. Yeah. It's, it's just not going to happen. You're going to keep, you know, training. Well, and, well, it hurts my muscles a little bit, but you're going to stay the same. Well, here's, and here's the other thing. Like we do, especially as bodybuilders, especially as, as guys, you know, in the heavier weight classes, we do everything we do, we can to make sure that that workout is an, as anabolic as possible. And mm-hmm. when, when I'm talking about is your pre-workout meal at this time with this amount of food, and then all your little shots you're going to take and your supplements and your pump products and your this, and, and then your intra injections that you're going to take, and then your yep. post-workout inject. It's like, take all that shit away. Could you grow without that stuff with the effort that you're putting in? And I do think that some of the stuff we do to try to make that workout as anabolic as possible, which is great if Mm -hmm. you're doing the other stuff, I think it's kind of served as a caveat for people to not train hard. 
Cause they're like, Oh, I, I got the firepower in the tank. I, I, I got insulin and GH working for me. I got yeah. all these other peptides and all, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. We, we, we put so much of our mindset into creating this anabolic environment to yeah. have the perfect workout, which is great. If you were doing all that other stuff, yeah. okay? if you're training hard, but I think it's in some people's minds, it's taken the place of like, like, like some people, like they have to use injectable test or uh, um, a T&E or, yeah. you know, they got to take halo tests before they work or yeah. train. They got to do this or that. It's like, could you still have those similar workouts without all that shit? If, if, if you couldn't, then I don't think this is sport, the sport for you. Yeah. If you can utilize those, those, those tools that we have to get more out of what you're doing, yeah. but just keep in mind that it's the training that's providing the stimulus, not just all those other peptides and stuff that we're taking. Dude, that's a great point. My high school basketball coach, Andrew, I, I, I was fortunate to play in a rather successful program in high school. He was a hard ass. He was a badass. I didn't fucking like him when I was playing for him. Uh, but now looking back, it's like he, he changed my life, you know, big yeah. time. He would tell us, if you need headphones on when you're traveling to the game, you need don't get on the bus. If you, if it takes music to fire you up to play this game and to win this game and to go hard for your teammates, don't get on my bus. I can appreciate and that. You know what? It's kind of the same thing you're talking about right now. Like, hey, if you need Diana Bull or Amino Asylums injectables and or you know the the perfect intra workout concoction. If you need that to train, like dude, I know you're the same way. There's some days I get to the gym, I'm like, oh fuck, I forgot to take my oral. I don't have my yeah, intra. Yeah. I don't like whatever. And it's like, all right, I gotta get well, out. How, how about this though? Do you do this? Do you ever like sometimes you're, you're like you gotta go to the gym now? You're like. I'm not wasting time mixing all these powders and shit. I'm just yes. going to train today. Like yeah. I'm, I'm so sick of of the pr the process that we've developed over the years. If I take this injection of this, I take my carnitine, I take my insulin. You know, yep. all these little things. I'm just going to go train today. Like I'm going to do it like I used to. You know? like, like like we talked about before the podcast started. Like we all skip days on the pills. <laughs> yes, 100. percent All skip. 100%. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't want to fucking pin. Like, no. and that's okay. You know, it's like, can, can we be like pretty perfect? You know, yeah. <laughs> like I think, I think yeah. that's kind of, um, so talking about training, man, John Meadows, my mm. God. I mean, I, I still go back and watch his YouTube. Sometimes I've watched, I think I've watched every single one of them, you know, a couple of times I'll go back the way that that guy, and I, I feel the same about Matt Porter. Um, I'm not sure if you guys were tight. I never got to tell Matt Porter or meet Matt Porter. Yep. They were so far ahead of of everything that was going on at the time. They were eons ahead. I really feel that way. John Meadows taught me so much about training, and he. But you know what? Uh, uh, that's an aside. He taught me about being a man, about being a professional. Yep. Um, he handled himself with dignity. Always, he handled himself with so much pride. He was so professional. He was just always. Every time I saw him, he was happy. He was smiling. He would chat with me. He would give me the time of day. And I I was no one. I, you know, I, I was nobody. I, no one mm -hmm. knew who I was. Mm -hmm. And he was always giving me that time of day and making me feel so special. How did you and John get equated back in the day? Um, well, first, let me also say, you know, the parallels between him and Matt. Um, they were both obviously highly educated people. And they did the research. Mm -hmm. But they also had half their brain was research yeah. half their brain was just fucking get after it and do the hard training just yeah. like find the stuff that works for you and do it a lot and yeah. do more of it and continue doing it until it stops work and then find something else because yeah. like in john in particular like there might be studies that say this this and that don't work and they were the bulk of what he was doing that was working he's like 
I don't care what it says. Like you, you, you can either believe the papers or you can believe my hamstrings that have grown, you know, this big over the last, you know, two years of changing the way I did done something, yep. you know? Yep. Um, but speaking of John, so we, uh, I was combing, uh, what was I doing? I was combing the message boards or I was, I was looking up articles, I think on T nation okay. back in 2011 or 12. And I kept on seeing his name pop up. And what I always like to do when I see uh, people that write articles is I like to see who they are to be like, okay, does this person look like they they've used what they're talking about yep. to help their physique? And obviously that was a no brainer with yep. John, right? Cause there's so many people in this industry that they're professionals, quote unquote, or they have all this knowledge, but it's like, well, why didn't you do it for yourself? And why don't yourself you look good? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, and I'm not saying everyone has to be a bodybuilder or get on stage and get yeah. the sub, you know, 4% body fat, but why don't you look like you have a physique to back it up? Yeah. That's, that's, that's my basis for taking practical information from people that are talking from a scientific point about how to ap apply it. Right. I agree. And John, and John obviously checked all those boxes. So then I realized that he had a, his own pay site. So I joined his pay site and, um, and I started reading stuff and I reached out to him and I was like, I, I, oh, I, I would start sending him questions and I'll be damned. He answered every single one of the listener questions, every single one of my questions. So I have to assume, cause I was no one special. He was doing that to everybody that sent him questions yep. and it said on his website, any questions you have, send them to me, I'll answer them personally. And he stood by that hundred wow. percent. So when you talk about businessman, you know, teaching you how to do things right way, that that's, that's hundred percent right on, which is why like a big thing in our industry, when like coaches, you know, they get big, they might have someone else answering their emails under yeah. their name. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which Absolutely. I think is a no, no. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I reached out to him and I was like, Hey, you know, like I, I've got some good articles that I've written in the past, like just for the shit of it, like, would you be interested? And at first um, he was like, nah, they got to be really good and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, cool. Is there anything I can do to help you? You know? Yeah. And he gave me, he, he had me start answering uh, questions yeah. for people saying it was me answering it, not, not under his name. Yep. Of course. Um, uh, uh, because he, he saw my background and stuff. And then he put me in charge of redoing like the, the pinned question and answer, like the facts yeah. on his site about how to go about things. Yeah. And then, and, and he's like, well, how do you want to be paid? You know? And I was like, I would honestly just like to be coached by you. Yeah. And, and he's like, done deal, you know, right. Like how often do you get those deals where like someone, you know, someone has something that you want them to do yep. and they're like, I'd rather have you coach me than pay. You're like, excellent. Yeah. I'll do that all Easy. day. <laughs> right. <laughs> like John, nobody John also was very exclusive to work with. Uh, yeah, which I thought, which blew my mind that he was yeah. just amenable to that without any other, without me paying anything else on the side. I was like, yeah. you know, cause I wasn't making any money back then. It was personal training and you know, whatever. But, um, and then like he, he, he remembered, I, I, I about the articles that I'd mentioned. He's mm -hmm. like, Hey, send those over my way. Let me look at them again. Cause he didn't actually look at them. Of course. And he's like, Oh, these are actually pretty good. And yeah. he started featuring them on his site. And then from there, just the, you know, we blossomed into a friendship. We would just, yeah. you know, message and text back and forth. And, um, until I did my first show with him and did really well and did another show with him and did really well. And, and then we just became friends, you know, it was just, yeah. he had me out to his house several times to train with him for a week. And yeah. it was just cool. We'd go on tour together. Like when he was doing his uh, seminars, mm -hmm. we would, uh, I, I would meet up with him and, and, uh, I'd do his seminars with him, help him train people, help him do the seminars. And it was just a lot of fun, you know, whenever you go on the road with him. Absolutely. So, um, cool, cool backstory here. I've never told you about this since you brought up the mountain dog diet site. Mm -hmm. Um, that's how I found you. And it's, 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 it's a very similar story to what you told and the way you found John is I was going through, you know, we had, yeah, T nation, um, we had, you know, I had professional muscle, I had intense muscle, I had 
What else did I have access to? There was one more I had access to. Professional muscle. Yeah. Um, most of them were shut down. Professional muscle was like the biggest one yeah, that I had access they, to. Yeah. So I would go through these and, you know, I'm on uh, John's paid site. I was on Matt Porter's site um, and I read everything. I read everything. And some of it, you know, you're reading and you know, this doesn't really like apply right now, but maybe down the road, this will be nice to have. And I just kept seeing, you know, Andrew Barry pop up and I was like, damn, like John, he's really all over John's site. And you see, and you know, then, you know, um, you know I mean, dude, we're talking, we're talking a long time ago. We're talking like eight, nine yeah. years ago. Um, yeah, 2013, 14 on. Yeah. So it's not like, it's not like we were, the way we post on Instagram now is way different than then. But then I saw you on his Instagram a little bit, which again, not like just wasn't a thing. Yeah. Um, by the way, I was blown away when I saw that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, that like, that's when I started following you and, and, you know, seeing your work and, and the way that you operated, you know, John, John was just so, so phenomenal and, and he gave everyone attention. And that's something that, you know, I've tried to hold on to as things have grown is like, Hey, if you send me a good Instagram message, like I'm going to respond with a video. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to chat back with you and man, because I know the way it made me feel when John would, would respond to me, um, or like early on, like I alluded to earlier, like you you were one of the first people give me the time of day. Like you were one of the first big time bodybuilding coaches that would give me the time of day. And like, you would respond. And then honestly, man, like Shane usually was another one. Like, mm -hmm. I think he was similar to you. I think talent, talent recognizes talent. And, you know, he said similar before he's like, no, I saw you coming like before you <laughs> arrived. That, that's exactly what I told you before we recorded. Yeah. Right? Like and, and said the same thing. He's always responded. And like those little things just like, there was times where it just kept me going. Um, and, and, you know, I try to give that back to people as best as I can. You know, I, you can always be better at things, right? And, like, now yeah. the day of social media, people will just hit you up, well, like, how much testosterone should I be taking? Like, I'm not yeah. I, I don't respond to those ones. Like, yeah. if I'll be more apt to respond to training, you yeah. know? But if someone has, like, like, I got one yesterday with, yeah. like, literally what would be four months worth of coaching to sort out <laughs> with someone, right? And I'm like, guy, like, listen, like this is a coach. This would be a coaching relationship. So I try yeah. to be responsible, you know, professional about it. Like, yeah, I don't want to shoot you down, but like, but my advice in those situations is start with something yeah, and just do it until it stops working Absolutely. and make small micro changes with, with those little things, you know, or then I also referred him to another buddy of mine who's, yeah. who's developing as a coach yeah. and figured he might have the time and he might want to engage with this person to give him more than what I did yeah. and maybe take him on as a client. If it, if the kid has some money, you know? Yeah. I think that, that, you know, that, that's a really powerful point. Uh, the attention you're able to give an athlete. When I chat with someone, you know, nowadays, I need to make sure, look, if you want to work with me, I'd love to work with you. I need to make sure I can give you some attention. I yeah. like, I need to make sure that this is going to work out. If you need, you know, this much attention and I, 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 I don't have that to give, then, you know, I'm going to refer you out to somebody. It's, and again, it goes back to, this is one of those moral things that I learned from John. I was chatting with John at a bullfrog nutrition event in Columbus before the Arnold about four years ago. Okay. Um, it was 2019. So mm -hmm. yeah, about four years ago. And, uh, man, it's, it's crazy. It seems, mm -hmm. it feels like it was fucking yesterday, man. And, 
I had my whole coaching staff at the time there and he was just telling us stories and, you know, he and I were just going back and forth. And one thing he said in there is he trained some really great people. You know, he, he trained some remarkable people. One thing he said in there was just make sure everyone can get your attention. And because mm. when you're a servant, you're there to serve others and you're there to mm. give them your absolute best. If you're someone who you, you, believe that like well you hired me so you serve me yeah uh, you know I, hey there's which we see we, we see, see with a lot of coaching relationships how many top name coaches do we know out there that we've heard stories where someone paid them for six months they got one plan and never responded to their check-in emails ever if people That's, only knew yeah if people but you know what i i i am also kind of of the ilk of like hey you know this person like posts very openly about having X amount of athletes and like mm -hmm. you were attracted to that. <laughs> like, like that's a good point. What'd you think you were going to get when someone's openly point. telling you they have 300 clients? Yeah. Well, like, cause you know, like there's just not enough time in the day. No. To fit seven, even if you're working seven days a week, the only person that probably comes close to that is Shane, right? I like, agree. And Sh Sh Shane's an animal with it. He's an animal. Like, and he still is at every single show. With, I know. Uh, actually, every national show with his clients. Shane's and, unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I, I look up to him in terms yep. of his process. Maybe I try to be a little more personal, but yeah. I, I, I don't know if he's not personal. I'm just yeah. saying, in his coaching relationships, I'm just saying, like, he is a machine. Yep. He, I imagine him working like seven days a week. Yep. You know, 12 hour days, like just on the computer nonstop. Truly. And, and, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, getting back to that other example uh, real quick about, you know, people that reach out just to chat. It's like, well, here's the other thing. I can't give you too much because I have a bunch of people that are paying me and my pro like my focus should be on these people. And how many times do you get people that are like, Hey, like I signed, I, I signed up with you a week ago and I haven't gotten my plan yet. And, and you have to go through this process of like, well, look, here's the thing. I'm committed to the people that have been paying me you yeah. know, out of loyalty. Like it, it, it's not cool to be starting new people, fresh things. Yeah. It's like, once you're in this rotation though, like you're in this rotation, you, are in. you will have that priority over yeah. new people that are reaching out to me. So I think it's important to point that out. People need to understand that, man. Don't hit me up with an application or an email and it's been, Hey, you know, it's been 10 days. You don't want to work with it. No, it's yeah. been 10 days. Cause I've been busy like with yeah. my athletes and I, exactly. so I don't know about you. Um, but I mean, I, I, I'm ca I, I cap it. I cap it mm -hmm. very firmly. 155, I know is what I can handle, and every mm -hmm. single individual gets the attention that they need. I know that that's a good number for me. I know mm -hmm. that's where I need to be. I know, be that's where I like being. Because, yeah. man, I, I, dude, I've, I've been at 200 before. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. That like, was brutal. You, you find that your training takes a major hit because, yep. oh, let me just do five more. I'll do five more emails and then I'll leave for the gym. Yep. And now you're cutting on the back end and then you're working after you get back from the gym and you're doing emails till 10 o'clock and then you have no life. And you're well, and then I was at the gym, Andrew. I was yeah. at the gym in between fucking sets. Yeah. Like, no, absolutely not. Like that can break in your own rules, break in your own rules. You're right. Yeah. Like, but, but Shane hugely. In my eyes, man, that guy's a fucking, he's a god to me. I'm like, yeah. how in the world? Because he does not miss. And you know what's no. interesting? Something I've always really admired about you and and something I that I wanted to take into my own realm. A lot of folks who didn't build their current products, if you know yeah. what I'm yes. saying. Yes. And I take that pride in the relationship and the connection. I have some guys right now and some, some, some girls as well. I have some guys who've been marinating for a few years. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've got, I've got two off the top of my head and I'm like, damn, dude, they can actually be good pros. They're five years away. Sure. 
that when that five years comes, we're going to be together eight years. <laughs> but like, that's awesome. We have this relationship and this connection because of the effort we've both given each other mm-hmm. from when they were fucking skinny fat and they started to like, you know, now they're getting yacked up and like really mm-hmm. making big moves. I take pride in building my people and building well, these relationships. It means and more. You've done that so well. It means more. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you didn't take someone that's literally driven the ball 95 yards and just needs a push yeah. into the end zone. Like you've taken them from your own zero yard line and yep. pushed them all the way across the field with them every step of the way. I mean, like I had that with um, a girl that turned pro in bikini this last year at the nationals, you know, yeah. we'd been together, I think five years. Shoot, She'd done what, one show. What, 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 what's her? I know her. We, we talk. Tori, Tori Perella. Yep. Yep. That's right. Yeah. yeah she's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Like the Terminator on or something yeah, like that on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah she's yeah, awesome. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, she had done one or two shows, I think before me and I think on her own. And then I I think we, we worked together starting 2017 or something like that, you know, and there were growing pains, like her first round of shows, you know, that we did together. I think we did four in the first season. Yeah. She, she maybe did place in the first call out in one of the smaller shows. Yeah. But then when we went to the bigger shows, it was like second call out, you know, okay, great. We still got a lot more work to do and credit to her for sticking with me, sticking with our plan yep. and seeing it out longer term. And I think that's the problem with a lot of athletes today. If this coach doesn't get me a class win or doesn't get me an overall or doesn't get me a pro card mm-hmm. in the first year, I'm on to someone else, which to me just blows my mind. It's it's the mentality difference between winners and losers. Some I chatted about on a, um Instagram post I made recently. I, I had this athlete, Amber, um, who she was on the national stage before she hired me and she had absolutely terrible. So that's why she hired me, right? She re- yeah. she she wanted to prep. She, she wanted to prep by now. And she is not. And we've been together, I think we've been together probably about a year, uh, at least coming up on a year. And I told her in this message, I, I did a side-by-side and I sent it to her. And I told her this message, I was like, there were so many opportunities that you had to leave. I told you this was going to take a really long time. I mm-hmm. told you so many times that your training has to get so much better than where it's at right now. I There, there was almost, there was so much denial that's gone into our relationship because to she just wasn't ready. And now I look at her and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh shit. Like you're she's gonna win a show this year. Like she she's, she's not gonna ready. turn pro this year. But like sure. she's gonna win a show this year. And she's just taking the time and she's marinating. And people who are able to see it, man, I just I want to work with those people. I don't care your genetics. Yeah. I want to work with how how Same. long are, can we be together and how fruitful can we make this for one another? And I even tell people, look, like, because I keep people pretty locked into their race from when we started, right? I don't yeah, really same. raise rates. I mean, I mean, I do in some way, it's, but it's not like they're not at my current rates. Yeah. So it would be more advantageous to be just to say, okay, see ya. Yep. I'll just take these next new people. And there's some cases where I'm happy to see some people go and, yeah. okay. <laughs> we, you know, because be, alluding to those other types of people that you're talking about mm-hmm. just a second ago, that what can you do for me today? Not what, what are we going to build together over the next year? Yeah. Uh, it would be more advantageous, but but like, like I was saying, you know, it does mean more when you take someone from, let's call it looking like shit yep. to, you know, looking like they belong on a national stage and then, you know, fulfilling their dreams and yep. and winning that pro card or winning that first uh, 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 overall show, that yep. kind of thing. And you know? it, 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 there's this other side that you just alluded to that, again, I'll keep bringing up Shane and uh, and, and I'll keep bringing, you know, yourself and, and your accolades up. It's something that um, has happened to me as well. I've seen us take some people and get something done. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden 
They're not with us anymore. You start, you notice though, they're not tagging Barry Swole anymore on Instagram. <laughs> That's interesting. They're not tagging Shane anymore on Instagram. That's interesting. Mm. Or they're not tagging me anymore on Instagram. And then all of a sudden they're in prep again. And it's like, oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah, this is we we know how this is going to end up, and it never ends up very well. I also think there's something to be said about people, and you know, you do this at such a high clip, and it's because of relationships. There's something to be said about people who are able to get the absolute most out of an athlete, like the absolute most out of it. And what that boils down to is truly. If you have this relationship foundation set with this person and they know your skin is in the game and your energetic um, exchanges in the game, they want to match that and they want to be part of this. They want to make you proud. But, mm -hmm. but you know, for, for whatever reason, some folks like trying a different flavor here and there and whatnot, and that's okay. Yeah. But if it doesn't work out, it's going to take you a lot well, to come back over this way. I think a lot of times we see that with people that do have pretty good genetics, yeah. but they're just not at that level that they think they are at yet. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, because nine times out of 10, like someone with poor genetics, which is going to be the majority of your clients, more people are going to be yes. average to poor genetics than these superstar, you know, give me a year of, of you know, growth and whatever. And I'm going to be on, on a pro stage. Yeah. It, 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 I do. Yeah. So what I'm saying is I find that people that everyone in their gym, probably sees them as the guy mm -hmm. or the girl, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. oh, he's going to get his pro card soon. Cause he's doing nationals this yeah. year. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and in your mind, you've told this guy, look, I'm not expecting a pro card. I'm expecting us to do well and to yeah. present well and to be in condition and to, and to show improvements from the last year we got on stage. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And of course you can't say that exactly because you obviously want everybody to win and you want them to think, to go into it, thinking that they have a really good shot at winning, but guess what? The other 16 or 18 people in your class, they want to win too, you know, and they've been putting in time too. And let's talk about John Meadows. John Meadows did 17 pro qualifiers. I mean, we, we had Dom Cardone. We had Dom Cardone on our podcast uh, about a month ago. Right. Yeah. And Dom was 20, 21 years old when he got his pro card at nationals. Yeah. He was just he was on just, mine a couple weeks ago. Okay. So, you yeah. know, he probably told you the story, but he was just doing it Yep. because he had just won the Easterns and they were saying, Hey, you should do the nationals. If Steve tells you to do something, you're going to do it. Absolutely. Weinberg, right. Yeah. So he's going there at the nationals and he sees already a legend, John Meadows walk by. Yeah. And he told us the story about how like John, like basically pulled his, he was bent over, pulling his pants down, kind of mooning everybody. Yeah. And just the detail in his hamstring drop was like, Don was like, he's like, I want to go home. He's like, I don't have that. Like, I don't look like that. Wow. You know? So my point is, yeah. is and, and John didn't win the class, obviously, yeah. Dom did. But my point is, is that like a legend like that, who has a physique that you've been looking up to nonstop for years can show up in your class because he's given it one more shot or, yeah. you know, like he's had a really good year training and his injuries aren't affecting him this year. And this yeah. might be his year. You yeah. Know? I have a question for you. I'm assuming looking back in hindsight, just kind of put it together. I'm assuming you were a little bit involved in some of John's preps. So, um, I, so yeah, in a, in a sense, in a sense of, he would send me his pictures and ask me how he was looking Yeah, and, and I, and he probably did this with some of his other friends that he really trusted their eyes. Like yeah. probably Fuad, he was really close with Fuad. Yeah. He probably sent them to, um, at different times in his career. I know he sent pictures to like, say Shelby or to some of the other, you know, good coaches, but, um, yeah, it was really, it, that's what really honored me was when he started sending me his pictures or when, you know, I'd go visit him and he'd be three weeks out from the Arnold and he'd, he like, okay, we put me through the poses yeah. and tell me what you think, you know, yeah. what do I, what do I need to fix? What do I need to work on? That was like, those, those are memories are going to be with me forever. You know, that's a really uh, cool experience. Though. 
that. And then he started sending me pictures of his client, like his top people, um, you know, people that are Olympians, you know, like every step of the way, like from 10 weeks out, nine weeks out, like with their, send me, he basically send me their check-ins and say, Hey, are you seeing what I'm seeing here? You know, that was, that was amazing to me too. You know, it was cool that he asked for my opinion on those. And it really obviously built my confidence up as a coach when he's asking me for his help with his Olympians. I think it also trains it speaking for myself when I've had, to be honest, I mean, Matt Jansen was one, he would send me a a picture of Nick or Sean Mm -hmm. and I still have all those saved. And what it's doing is, Hey, look, I don't, I, I'm not in a place at the time. I wasn't in a place to be like, Oh, you know, I think Nick could be a little leaner. (laughs) Like, I'm not, but what it did was, or no, he, Charles, I don't think I ever got picks in Nick, Charles and Sean have gotten picks. Okay. And what it, it gave me a, a, a visual in my head that it's like, oh mm-hmm. man, like, okay, this is what you need to look like when you're, you know, X out from a show, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And for me, it, it, even though they were, you know, hyper muscular men, it applied everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. oh no, you need to be like ready, ready. You need to be like beyond ready because as you know, prepping for a pro stage is vastly different from an NPC stage, even a national oh, yeah. stage. Oh yeah. And then prepping for the Olympia stage is vastly different than a professional. You can't stage. be off. You cannot be off at the Olympia. Like, you can't like, be off by oh, a mil, by, by I mean, 0.01. I mean, you can't be off at a pro show, but you cannot be off at the Olympia. Like you, you, you'll get, you'll be out of the first, you'll be in yeah. 10th through 16th place. Good. We don't even look at you. No, you know, no, you're not even getting fucking compared. Yeah. And, and, and the, the, the competitiveness that's there, but what that did was it just trained my eye. It just trained yeah. my eye and it, it changed my perspective on prepping and suffering and all that. But with John, no one has ever been leaner than John. I'm, I'm no. going to stand by that. No one's ever been leaner than him. What were those preps like? I remember him sharing something with me about well, um, egg whites and sugar-free ketchup. Well, let me tell you first. Okay. Yeah. First and foremost, John started prep in the kind of condition that most people get to on stage. Okay. How, how was he able to do that? Was that, was that a metabolic genetic gift uh, thing or did he just really stay lean from suffering year round? Well, first off, so he, re- he used very few PEDs and yeah. I'm talking like, like one shot of test two fifty per week yeah. until about like six weeks out from a yeah. show. Most people be like, you're full of shit. Like, but listen, like I, I wouldn't be making, like, I wouldn't be saying this stuff. Like if it wasn't true, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So he would, he was so low on PEDs growth hormone was his jam, you know, and not having a colon allowed him to look dry, like 24 seven. I've never thought about that. Dude, he 24 seven, he was always dehydrated, always dehydrated. So he had to really hydrate before we trained. Uh, That was the thing. Always had to super hyper, hyper hydrate because you know, your colon is where you absorb most of the water. He wouldn't absorb water. So he was fascinating. So he would, so eight, 10, 15 weeks out from a show, he already have veins and stuff crawling all over his body. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially his legs, which were so friggin' lean, but, um, yeah, his diets. I mean, I wouldn't say, I would say his feeling was that, man, this really hurts and this sucks. Yeah. If you looked at the numbers of the food, you wouldn't be like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's not horrible. But just because he was already so lean starting that diet and then pushed to that extra, extra, extra mm-hmm. zone of yep. being peeled. You know, yep. that's what hurts. And, 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 you know, and I tell everyone this, like, look, no matter how much food you're eating at the end of the day, when you are in true contest condition, it hurts one way or the other. It, it, it everything hurts. No matter Bad. if you're eating 300 grams of carbs or eating zero grams of carbs, the feeling is the same. Okay. Yeah. 
Pe- maybe pe- people don't people don't realize that they'll, they'll like I'll, I'll post an athlete who's you know ready and yeah. you know it'll get brought up what they're eating and oh you like must be nice like no that that doesn't help no they're still peeled yeah they're peeled, peeled is you feel one way period yeah. it doesn't matter if you're feeding it doesn't matter if you're, in some cases it's almost easier to be suffering with the diet than actually like feeding with the diet because the yeah. mental game yeah. um you know that you're going to play with yourself yeah. so so since john didn't have his colon he did he need diuretics in 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 he, uh, peak week no no listen he didn't use diuretics ever i, I mean he used so. them er, he used them earlier in his career yeah. right and the last time he used them was when his coach that he had, I can't remember his coach's name. I met him at his funeral. Yeah. Really great guy. He, 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 he John had a couple different things in his hand and he took, takes them out of his hand. He goes over the toilet and he flushes them down the toilet. Yeah. He goes, you do absolutely do not need those. He goes, if you take those, you will go to months. You'll get on stage looking worse. Yep. And, and of course, John went and won his class, won the show. I think it was like one of the Mr. Ohio's or something. Yep. And, and he's like, okay, like I don't need diuretics. Like if I diet my ass off and get down in condition, I don't need diuretics. Yeah. And I think that kind of changed him because he was coaching a few people, I think back then. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of right off the bat became very anti-diuretic. Like yeah. with us, um, I can say out of like, I think the eight or nine shows we did, I think I we used diuretics twice and we're talking really? 12 and a half, 12 and a half milligrams of hydrochlorothiazide. That's yeah. it. Yeah. 12 and a half milligrams. Wow. Um, yeah, I think that was it. Uh, because we'll only, get wait, only hydrochlorothiazide. What? Yeah. What was the no, no, no triamterine? What was the reason for that? Do you know? You ever ask? Uh, no, you know what? I'm probably it, there was probably triamterine oh, okay, because you know it. most of the pills you get. Yeah, uh, there was no specific no because most of the pills that they have, you know, they're they're 25 and what are they? 25 and 25. They're either 37 and a half and 25 or 25 and 12 and a yeah. half, like whatever. Yeah. Well, well, so my point was saying is though is that that's influenced me yep. to not be a diuretic coach and and not to say that i don't use them in situations but it's not my go-to it's not a protocol i have of okay we're here and then we're going to start this and then run this no now i'm more into water manipulation Mm -hmm. i want i i I use the scale over the last day last couple days very specifically um and in my eyes you know like that's i i don't really rely on diuretics at the end of the day that the your eyes, your eyes are going to guide you, you know, where you want to go. I, I love this scale as a metric in a peak week. Um, because especially, you know, when, when we're feeding up and, you know, the way I do it is, um, I'll tell you what, like your next meal is right. Mm-hmm. And then after yeah. that meal, you know, we're going to go through two rounds of posing. I want to see pictures after we get some of that blood flowing and stuff. Um, and then, you know, we'll go from there. We'll see what your weight is. We'll see what the next meal is. And so I take like the weight of the meal, so if there's a meal, it's 800 grams. Sure. Um, and we have that meal and then 90 minutes goes by and maybe the scale only went up 300 grams or something like that. You know, if we're breaking everything down, sure. um, like 300 grams. Well, I know there's diuresis occurring because yep. the meal was 800 grams. Exactly. You, you haven't used a bathroom. Mm-hmm. and you're only 300 grams up, like, mm-hmm. I know that we're trending in the right direction, right? Yeah. And But, like, where I'll bring diuretics in is, to be honest with you, Andrew, it's not always off of a look. Mm-hmm. It's oftentimes if I get this 800-gram meal in and we're up 700 grams, mm. uh, man, diuresis is kind of slowed, and we don't really have somewhere else to pull it from. Mm-hmm. So it's almost... It's like an insurance me- measure, yeah. if, if that makes sense. It's not necessarily for like, 
a home run. I'm not even looking for a, a double out of it. I'm just looking yeah. to have some insurance. Yeah, if I, that I, makes I, sense. That's that's how I use it too. Be, because it's, because the data says that diuresis is slowing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So we we have to do something about that. Like, well, I don't want to push more asparagus. We're going to be on stage in sixteen hours. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want that sitting in the gut. Yeah. So so like you know you you kind of get to that place. You know, I'm really excited. Um, this year, I've 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 learned a new tool. I'm really excited to use. I've learned Demodex quite well. Um, okay. Dom Cardone brought it up on the podcast that you know he and Chad Nichols. That's what they were using. Yeah. And so I became. I think you know how my brain works because I think it's well, very similar. I was like Demodex, and now yeah. I feel like I'm like the Demodex god. <laughs> well, you want to like I'm n- n- now when I say like it's not that I'm anti diuretic or it's not yeah. that um it's just not my okay it's not in my plan at 20 weeks out. Okay, make sure you have these diuretics ready. We're going to use them. It's it's yep. already it's 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 probably we're not going to use them. I always tell people to get them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because for that insurance that we're talking about. Yeah. And. And I think, and, and, and these are the things that you pick up peaking people with, um, with, with experience. No one can just tell you in a conversation how to do this. No one can no. put a plan together a week out and say, do this. It's going to work perfectly. You're talking about when you go and you see your athlete, you see what he looks like or, or her, you get him on the scale. Mm-hmm. You're doing these calculations in your head. Okay. So I can't give him more asparagus. Their, their diuresis is slowing down. Okay. These are these little micro calculations that your brain has to go to as a coach who's done this yeah. hundreds of times with people. You, and that's what my problem, I guess, with like a lot of the first time coaches that, mm-hmm. you know, like. They're using things that they don't know how to use and without learning. Okay. Well, for instance, let's use a scenario like this. Okay. I'm someone where when I start eating food, when we start introducing food and then we get to like the last, let's say Thursday and Friday, my weight starts to tank Mm -hmm. as my metabolism starts going through the frigging roof. Okay. Now someone else might interpret that, that differently. But John and I, in our process, knew exactly what was happening, yeah. you know, because I could see myself flattening out. Well, someone might interpret that flattening out as, oh, you're holding water. But if we didn't get on the scale and know that the scale was getting lighter, mm-hmm. see what I'm saying here? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it, it's all these little micro calculations that you get from doing this with people over and over again. And I just don't think that time can be substituted with any type of education or even a conversation with someone that's done. You know what I mean? Like yep. it's a process that you got to do. There's a, there, well, there, there's a point in water manipulation and stress reduction um, mm-hmm. in a peak week that the visuals or the visuals and slash or the scale are both going to lie to you at a certain point. And mm-hmm. you have to know, you know, when that point is like, hey, so these next uh, I'll, I'll tell an athlete, these next picks aren't going to be our look. Right. Yep, it's, exactly. it's Thursday. We don't need yeah, the look. Exactly. We don't need the look until Saturday. These mm-hmm. next picks are not going to be our look. What we're seeing is how much water comes into your body with this meal, um, and then turns like the subcutaneous layer, or you know how how is our sodium potassium value showing in your water retention or in the blurriness of your physique? You know, within these next picks, like things aren't going to be crisp, right? Mm-hmm. Because well, if you don't tell them that, and then yeah. things aren't crisp, and they're sitting their picks like fuck, I fucked up. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a mental battle. Um, so there's, you, you, to your point, you have to do this, not even do, you have to fail. Like, you oh, know how many fucking peaks Andrew and I oh, botched? Oh, <laughs> we, yeah. You know how many peaks Shane botched before he became who he is? Like, of course. we've botched. Sorry to those clients. Yeah, my bad. Should probably give you a refund. Yeah. <laughs> that was bad, but I hit, you have to learn somehow. Exactly. If you, if you're not really, really, really good at, I would say, 
if you don't know exactly what you're looking at and why it's looking that way and what's going on through every step of a peaking process, you should not have diuretics even on hand. You should, yeah. they shouldn't even be in your realm. Yeah. Cause you have no fucking clue what, you know, what's going on and what you're looking at, but people just throw them in. Yeah. You know what? If you take a, a half of a diazide the night before a show, you are going to wake up in the morning with less water than you went to bed at night. But is is that the final look? Is that better? Is yeah. that better even? Do you know how because to pull that back? Well, because here's the other thing, right? Is that because I don't shoot for 100% of anything, meaning I don't shoot for 100% fullness or 100% dryness because we both know if you're 100% dry, then you're definitely not full. You're flat. If, you, if you're 100% full, then you look spilled. Yep. So there's... You know, there, there's that really nice, okay, you're over full the day or two after the show and you're in the gym with that pump. Yeah. That's a pretty cool visual. Yeah, it is. But unfortunately on stage, that's not what's going to get you into the top spot. No. So in my mind, it's always a manipulation and a um, a balance of fullness and dryness. Like what what what, what makes you look the best? Like mm. what make, what's going to make you look the best in terms of like when you're on stage under the lights, you're full enough. And you you look more peeled and dry than the guy next to you. That's that's kind of how I try to do things. I think in the off season we we sculpt these people for the the, the division criteria. But when you're peaking, my I should speak for myself. When I'm peaking someone, I'm not looking as much at the division criteria as I am. Hey, this is Same. a bodybuilding contest. Same. Your body has to look the best. Period. Same. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that's it. I'm not looking at like, okay, this is bikini, and this is yes. how Laurely looked at the Arnold, and this is how Same Maureen here. looked at the. I'm not, I'm not doing that. No, I, I just want to bring you in the best that your physique can possibly be. Well, the worst thing I hear is when coach or um, competitors be like, oh, well, Sandy's looking for this today, or, or, or Sandy doesn't like she, she doesn't like a tight physique. It's like. Uh, have you seen the girls that are winning the fucking pro cards? Like they're pretty damn tight to me. They're like, pretty tight. Have you ever you stood know? next to Laura Lee? Is she's yeah. insane? Yeah. Like so, so when people are like, "Oh, that coach doesn't like me because I get full," or that coach doesn't like me because I get too dry, so we can't get dry. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, like I I know what I'm doing here. Okay. Every let's just I like you and I've been to every pro show, every national show, yeah. Olympias. There's not many times, Andrew, and as biased as I can be towards my clients who have come up real short and, you know, a national. Now, at a regional stage, I could, there's times I can definitely debate. Sure. The regional judges are different in a lot of the, times, right? Because when we're talking national, we're talking the same judges yep. at almost all seven shows, all almost shows. to a T. And, and those national judges are the pro judges commonly the pro judges. as well. Yes. I've never been at this fucking pro show and been like, oh, the Arnold, for example. Oh, Nick should have won. Oh, Andrew should have won. No, they, f no, no, Samson was yeah. the best bodybuilder. I, yeah. I've never been at a show physically in person and be like, oh man, they got that one wrong. Like, yeah. it doesn't really exist now, that you, way. You, you might be able to say, like, for instance, like, like my preference, like yeah. last year at the Tampa when, um, uh, uh, Kareth Banjo got second place to Keon. Okay. Ooh. Keon has unbelievable shape. He was dry enough. And, and when I say dry enough, he, he was drier than he'd ever been. Yeah. And he was more conditioned than he'd ever been. Kareth brought what he always brings in terms of conditioning and dryness. Yeah. And he was bigger and fuller, which just because I followed his career a long time. Yeah. He looked amazing to me. I would have gone Kareth. Yeah. But, I, but in that same token, I 1000% understand why they went the way they did, you know? And the same thing in the open. I liked Kamal over um akeem yeah okay uh, right 
they like to keem yep. over okay I'd like it, it's not like oh the judges got it wrong or they they're biased against it no like i can 100 because i was sitting right behind the judges mm-hmm. or on the same level as them mm-hmm. i could totally see why they went one way that they did and it's just a slight difference of opinion you know and i get frustrated when you know you go on Sulios's page and bodybuilders without borders or <laughs> um you know any of those and man what those yeah. guys do for the sport unreal unreal Crazy. like like yeah. hats off to them they, they they've made bodybuilding they have a bigger impact on bodybuilding than what most of the actual top bodybuilders do i agree um they're, they're amazing but you know they'll, they'll post these pictures and stuff and then you go on there and it's like well how did you know so and so win when so and so like they yeah. robbed rami yeah. And like you click yeah. on this person's photo and it's like, do you have a gym membership? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying you're not allowed to have an opinion, but like, do you yeah. even have a gym membership? You you don't yeah. look like it. You don't look And you like weren't you there. Know. And you were not in those seats five feet, you know, 10 feet away from the stage watching those people that day. So pictures are great. Videos great. We all like to, you know, we all, you know, bro out and watch it yeah. as soon as, uh, as soon as it's posted on, or, you know, we get the, the apps and watch the live streams, but yeah. There is a different level of conditioning for, I'll give you a great example. The Olympia where Hunter uh, got fourth place and beat Nick Walker. Yeah. And the internet was like, how the fuck did, did Hunter even make the first call out? It's like, listen, Hunter's shape was so incredible that day. And he was dry as a bone. The video did not pick it up. I will say that. Okay. Compared to Nick and was Nick in better condition. Yeah. Nick's always in better condition. It's Nick Walker. Nick's the best conditioned athlete in, 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 in body. He's one of them. He's one of them. We're, we're, we're going to push him for it, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> but he's, but he's, but he's one of them. Yeah. Like he, like when you think of conditioning and bodybuilders, you think of Nick Walker, yeah. like he, he's never not been peeled out of his mind. Yeah. Okay. But at that show, the internet was ablaze with like Hunter, like how did Hunter Biden or Hunter, Hunter Biden? <laughs> I watched too much. I watched too much Fox News. Yeah. How did Hunter Labrada beat Nick Walker? How did he get in the top four? In my mind, I'm like, you guys weren't watching it. Hunter looked amazing up there. Amazing. Like I could have made a case for him even slipping into that third spot. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that was I, the consensus of people that were there. And, and, you know, con- conditioning is not the king anymore. It, it's very interesting. They've walked it back on the conditioning. And I do think that there was some of it that was due to d- the diuretic abuse that was occurring to get into yeah. these levels. Yeah. Um, but they've walked back the conditioning uh, a, a decent bit. That being said, Hottie Chubon in the open class is the best conditioned guy. Yeah. Chris Bumstead in classic physique. I mean, after, Absolutely. you know, Here's the thing, Michael DeBull's the leanest. That's but, true. But that doesn't necessarily he, mean you He always the- looks flat. He always exactly. looks flat compared to anyone, but but especially next to Chris, who has round, bubbly, full at his max weight for that class and in condition. Look, it's 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 you know, it's not even a comparison. Real talk. Where do you think Chris would be in the open lineup at the Olympia? Mm, I don't think he'd be as high as some people think he is. I don't think he would. He, I, th- I think he'd be in the 10 spot, but what if he gave it one yeah. year? What if he gave it one year of training? He's beaten somebody, Andrew. He's beaten somebody. Oh, no, I guarantee he's beaten people. He's beaten people. Like if, if there's 16 guys in the show, yeah, I think he finishes eight through 11, somewhere in there. But I yeah. just don't think people understand that that real muscle density. <sighs> like you put him next to Derek Lunsford. and Oh, it's not close. Yeah. It's not going to be close. But I'll say this is someone that'd rather look like Chris than Derek, you know, oh, like, I like, would. right. Like, <laughs> right. And the other thing is you got to take into account, like, why would he step away from being the king of classic making m- millions, millions, millions of dollars yeah. in his endorsements and his, in his companies yeah. and, and just 
being who he is, like, why would you do that? That just it, he would just be a guy in bodybuilding. He's not getting top five in the that's Olympia. What I'm saying. If he if he gave it two years to open, he's still not getting top five. But man, could he beat Akeem? He'd be in my mind, yes, because I in think his physique too. is so much prettier than, yeah. than Akeem's. So yes, in that it, it's just hard to say without and them sitting I, next I to know. each other under I the lights. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like if Chris gave it one year that he's somehow and and I don't have the list of names in front of me right now, but somehow he's going eight. I could say that. I, well, okay. So Ian Valera got eighth, I think, the year before, right? He got seven the year before, yeah. Seventh the year before. So would he be Ian? Do you think his yeah. coach at the time? Well, Ian? well, Ian went back to Matt now, but you know. Well, I'm saying at the at at, at the time. I, no, I'm saying at that time, I think Ian was Chris's coach. Ian was Chris's. Yeah. Coach. So that so then actually that's a whole another headache of I'm prepping you to look your best, but I'm still trying to beat you at the same time. You know. So Ian was seven. Bonac was six, and Chris isn't beating. Chris wasn't beating that Bonac. Not muscularity wise. Not All right. Close. So Ian was seven. That's hey, listen, yeah. That's kind I, of I don't, where you get that line. I don't think he's beating Ian that year. Yeah, I don't think the judges want him to no. do the open. No. You know what I mean? Like, like no. why open that can of worms of like, okay, do we really move this sport back to a classic, you know, tight waist, nice, beautiful, tapered, everything in proportion look, or do people come to watch the open for the freaky muscle? And I think it's great to have that distinction. I think there's five guys in the open right now that they're really happy with. And yes. I think that's Walker, obviously, Hottie, obviously, Derek, obviously, Samson, obviously. And I mm-hmm. I think they're real happy with Andrew Jacked. I, I yeah. think he's making the improvements. Yes. I think he and um Aceto, Chris yes. Aceto. I yeah. the improvements from the Olympia so evitable. That was so, only so 10 weeks. I know. That's, now they have 30 20 some weeks. I mean, bold prediction, but I would not be surprised if Andrew cracks into the top 3 at the Olympia this year. I I truthfully and this might be me just being crazy, I I if it's I November mm-hmm. and Andrew Jack is somehow the guy in the middle when the photos are being taken, I'm not sure I would be that surprised. I wouldn't be either. Like if he's able to put on 15 pounds of muscle or even yeah. 10 pounds of muscle, yeah. I mean, and we both know like his physique without tall, you know how it is tall, lanky. Yep. He doesn't seem to have a problem putting on the muscle. Whereas yeah. like it takes us forever. Yeah. So the rate that he's putting on the muscle, because that Arnold was only his third bodybuilding. I know, ever. I know, I know, dude, okay. I saw him at the Texas pro at the show that I sponsor. I mm-hmm. saw this guy come backstage and I was, it, None of these other guys had a chance. They didn't have a prayer. And like, he wasn't dialed that day. He took his clothes off backstage and it was like, I mean, even if it was a regional contest, he would need to be a little bit tighter, but it didn't fucking matter because this guy was an alien up there. Mm -hmm. It literally looked like he got dropped off by the mothership outside, like before they fucking like, but, but before the show started and it wasn't close. Now his cheeks are getting sunk in. Now his glutes, are, you know, he had his glutes striated from the yeah. bottom of that glute up to about the mid glute. Mm-hmm. Once those things come all the way in, oh my goodness! I, I, I just, I, he's going to win one I at some so, point. Actually. He's three hundred. Like he's two hundred ninety fucking pounds, peeled. Yeah, I mean, wow. he, yeah, yeah, he, he, he's which insane. means. Which means he could be a legit peeled like three ten in the next two years. Who's ever done that, that? Who who has ever done that? I mean, Ronnie cracked two ninety seven back in like two thousand one, I think it yeah. was, or two thousand three. Uh, Rami, obviously, but 
I think we're moving away from Rami in terms of, I just think his physique is, t- you know, the injuries have caught up. Time has caught up a little bit. Um, yeah. I, 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 I think Still size at all costs. Anymore. Yeah. Size at all costs just isn't working for him. Yeah. And I can't get over the disparity of his quads I know. compared to his up. Like it's starting, there's no separation there. It's weird. You put him next to a guy like Samson who did have nice long flowing quads with separation. Yeah. You put him next to an Andrew Jack with that flowing quads with separation. Yeah. You're like, I'd like that guy much better. You know? But I mean, you know what? He got two O's and, yeah. you know, it was mission accomplished. And to, to be honest with you, it's just, I, I, I'm a bodybuilding fan, but I'm a people fan. And I see how hard Rami's working for this and I see how sure. much it means to him. You almost just hope that, you know what? Maybe he does decide to hang it up. You yeah. know, he's still ahead. He hasn't fallen down no, yet. No. But at the Olympia this year, I don't see how he this guy gets into a top five situation. When there's all the other guys that are younger, fresher, and, and Brandon Curry's up. coming back and they're on the come up. I yeah. know, man. It's 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 really tough to see. Andrew, dude, I could sit here and I could legitimately talk bodybuilding with you all day. Same. Like I I I, I want to get you back on because you know what's funny. The only thing we talked about uh, was was on the lessons list. from John. <laughs> was yeah. was John Meadows on the list? And like I told you in the video, I said you, I knew this was going to happen. Um, and thank you so much for taking time out of your day, taking two hours out to just chat with me here. That's absolutely, absolutely. phenomenal. Like I said, we'd love to have you back on. Um, you know, I, I I I owe a lot of my success to you and the framework that you laid out. Um, you know, the guys that we mentioned as well. I view you in that class with the John Meadows I, with I, the. Matt Porter with the Shane hugely like you guys all of you have you know really changed my life so it means a lot to have you on finally Andrew thank you very much for having me it's been a blast dude like I said you know it's been two hours but it felt like it's been 15 minutes we just you know breach the top we could talk about all things bodybuilding prep related client related business whatever it could be you know so yeah if if your listeners want to have me back on let me know and Uh, um, I'm absolutely gonna have you back on uh people can find you on Instagram at Barry Swole it's a really cool name that's a really dope Instagram handle where else can they find you Andrew uh, they can reach out to me uh, through, but that's probably the best way, but my yeah. website, bodyberry.com. Um, that's probably the best two ways. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on, dude. We'll chat again real soon, cool. man. You have a great awesome. day. You guys Thank leave you. us a five-star rating review, share us with your friends. I'll see you next time.